Okay, folks, welcome back to another episode of Get Unstuck, Live Happy and Free. This is your host, Rick. Please uh, let the children out of the room as this is an adult show. We do curse once in a while. It's not full of F-bombs, but sometimes there's a curse in there. If you don't care about that, then leave the kids here. Because uh, we're all humans, young, old, and every other diversity we come in and we're all trying to get through this thing called life it's a struggle for all of us we go through our ups and downs so please support each other please support those who are great to us like um go on redbubble.com and look up studio 17 designs support them they've got great inspirational t-shirts mugs mouse pads and all that it's just studio and then the number 17 designs with a letter z at the end of it but go to red well the links are the link is down in the show description you can look right there so you get it right um They've got fun Christmas, Halloween stuff too, gifts and all that stuff. Um, but you can get this stuff printed to remind you that uh, life could be worse. Uh, they've got a bunch of funny, uh, inspirational quotes, motivational things. Just check out their inspirational collection. And I hope it can help you as I've got some of their stuff. And um, it is a help because God knows we need it, right? Uh, and I'm having one of those kind of days. So let's see if our guest today can be of any help to me personally and to you out there, because I am here doing this podcast uh, for nothing. We don't get paid for these. We're not making money off of these, but feel free to donate a coffee. Um, that can help keep the show alive. You'll see that in the show notes too. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm here to help you out, right? Uh this is a one-on-one a -on -one and a one uh, on a million, right? It's like however many folks are listening or may have heard this uh, today or may hear it tomorrow or in years from now, I hope it helps to build the tools that um, we all need in order to get through this thing called life. And I'm going to get right into it and let our guest on into the show. We really appreciate having our guests. They are full of wonderful advice, life experience, and tips that uh, I hope will build your, build your toolbox as well um, and help you get through those times where you are feeling stuck. So what I usually do is just let our guests introduce themselves so I make sure I'm saying their name right. Let us know where they're calling in from and uh, what, is the, what is it that they do for, for a living now? So welcome to, I'll take a stab at it, Karsta. That is correct. Ah, I got it right. Okay, great. I'm one for one today. <laughs> How are you doing today, Karsta? I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. No, absolutely. I really appreciate your time and uh, your experience and openness to help uh, other folks out there. Where are you calling in from? I am in the frozen tundra of Minnesota. Oh, okay. In Minnesota, it is uh, a cold place there. God, it must be freezing there right now, huh? What's the temperature? Yeah, the, uh, the feels like temperature this morning when I got up was 30 below Fahrenheit. Wow. Yikes. Uh, yeah, I remember the 
the wind chill number and then the feels like number, all those different kind of cold numbers. I'll just say it's freaking cold um, on the <laughs> east in the east coast and especially in Minnesota for sure. Yeah. Well, it's great that um, it seems like maybe um, you have been able to turn some of the difficulties in your own life into uh, a business that you're passionate about with your life coaching and all of that. So I definitely want to talk to you how you you know came to that. Um, and I'll start out just like I do with all of our guests. Um, I'm sure that there's been times in your life. Uh, I, you know, I took a quick look at your bio. I try not to see too much stuff before I talk to guests. That way I can uh, always be fresh and, and discovering things as we chat. Um, and I would love to just, you know, ask you, you know, for those times that uh, in your life, you felt like, well, this is it, I am freaking done, I can't take this anymore, whether that was, you know, a personal situation, or work situation, or just life in general. I'm um, just wondering what, uh, what moments have stood out for you, and, um, and what you try to do to help yourself get unstuck at those times. Yeah, I, I love this, because I think so many of us feel stuck, you know, so often, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, like, I'm sure a lot of the listeners and like you already alluded to so many of us have endured so many difficult situations and, and yeah, I, I'm hell, no different. A lot of us have gone through hell, right? Right. Exactly. And, and I'm no different. And it, it's, you know, I was, as I was getting ready for tonight, I was trying to think about like, what was that one moment? And I started sort of listing all of them. And I was like, yeah, but I don't often talk about the things that I endured as a, mm -hmm. you know, in my younger, when I was a kid and growing up mm -hmm. only because I know that those specific things aren't necessarily unique to me. Mm -hmm. I think the pivotal moment for me and the thing that I have found most powerful for myself has been shifting from, you know, trying to get away from what I don't want for my life and mm. shifting into more of a, like, how can I take this situation and find clarity about what I want on the other side of it and expanding into that rather than constantly mm. spending my life sort of running from the difficulty. Mm -hmm. that makes yeah. Sense. yeah and I think a lot of folks you know they do get um, wrapped up sometimes in well, what is it that I want you know or figuring out what my passion is or like what's my goal to get to and I mean I think those things are definitely worthwhile to do and examine and try and lay out a plan you know to get there and so on but you know sometimes it's just um if you can't figure that out or nothing's coming to you or that's creating a lot of stress for you because you're like gee everybody else has these plans and goals and whatever and i don't and you beat yourself up about that you know you can right. kind of kind of relax and cool off and and you can just start by saying well what are the things that I don't want? You know, what are the things that I know don't make me happy or, you know, do cause stress in my life? So how can I avoid those things? And hopefully, you know, with that, you get some more clarity, like you mentioned, and you do start to figure out, you know, well, I would like this instead, or, you know, maybe an actual goal that you want to go towards. So for folks out there, you know, it's kind of like when you're in school or college or, or any time of your life trying, hmm, what the hell do I want to do with my life? Or hmm, what major should I pick or whatever? And you're like, you're in the undecided club. It's not a bad thing. It's not a terrible thing um, because, you know, we're all just trying to be happy. So sometimes it just takes 
avoiding things that are, you know, coming at you that are not making you happy. And I know, you know, you don't want to wash dishes or put away the laundry. So you just avoid that, right? How do you deal with that, Karsta? <laughs> Those little things. Right. Life. <laughs> yeah. So I think, you know, the most important thing that I have learned from that, because I was one of those undecided majors in college. And actually one of the things that I work, you know, with my clients on and that I speak a lot about is this idea that when you don't know, it's almost more important to, like you're you're saying, you know, retreat and do some reflection for yourself because the the trap that I fell into, because when I was in college, I, I don't know, I was probably in third year maybe. And I, I started having like these visions of Oh, that would be really, I wanted to be this international businesswoman. I was going to travel the world, you know, in private jets and do all of that, but it didn't seem very realistic. And so I instantly retreated and went back to like, oh no, but you know, I see all of my friends like getting engaged and making plans to, you know, for practical jobs and sort of, um, you know, setting up sort of that, what I call the picket fence life. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Um, and I saw that and because I didn't have a clear vision for myself about what I wanted, um, and because what I thought, you know, when I did have that one vision, it kind of seemed really unrealistic. I fell into the trap of starting to settle for what I saw other people doing, what it, you know, and I'm not saying this like in a, like anarchy society uh, sort of way, but like uh, what I saw society and other people sort of telling me that I was supposed to want, you know, oh, you will, you're supposed to want the the fence and the house and the suburbs and the dog and the minivan and the, and so that's what I ended up creating. And um, I feel like that led me down this road of, you know, it, it was all fine. Everything was fine, but I wasn't truly living. And I spent a lot of time and energy you know, making sure that the house of cards around me didn't fall apart. Mm. And when I, as things fell, did fall apart because it really wasn't my dream. Um, it, it became really clear to me that it was time for me to just start getting my own vision. And so I guess my suggestion for anybody listening would be if you're not sure or, you know, you, you are facing that adversity of like, I don't know what to do and what do I like and what don't I like is allow yourself the space and the time and the permission to not know and to take the time to figure it out because throwing spaghetti at the wall and, and jumping on, you know, a bandwagon or following what somebody else is doing just because what they're doing makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that in the long run, that ends up creating more challenging situations for us, right? Because yeah. now, now we're in this situation that we don't want to be in and we have to find a way to get out of it. And so it's like, it starts to compound it. And how did you go about, um, you know, the self-exploration and self-examination in order to figure out, I mean, you start to feel and realize, well, this isn't what I want, you know, the, the minivan and so on, but uh, gee, what do I want? Right. So how did you go about, you know, figuring that out so that you could make some decisions that hopefully would lead, you know, lead you down that path? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I was lucky enough when I, so three years ago is kind of when I made the big pivot in my life. I left my, I was a 
high school teacher for 22 years. And three years ago, I submitted my resignation, like for the following year, I said I wasn't going to come back. And um, I sort of, I always tell people, don't do what I did, which was, I just jumped off head first. I was like, nope, I I don't want to teach anymore. I'm just going to leave because then once I leave, I'll be motivated to figure out what I want to do. And it's obviously, it, it made the journey that much harder but somewhere in there, I was fortunate enough to get connected to um, a woman who helped me go through this visualization exercise. And I always tell people, if you're not a meditator, if you're not kind of into that thing, tap into your daydreams. Like when you're just sort of sitting there and those things, those thoughts and those feelings that you like to sort of get lost in, like, oh, I wish my life could be like this. And you have this grand picture, no matter how unrealistic it it might seem, just start tapping into that because that's really where it lies. And and I always say, if if you can envision it, even in a a daydream sort of situation, it's available to you and you you can have it, you can create it. Is it gonna take work? Yeah, is there gonna be effort involved? Absolutely. You know, are you gonna have to let some things go? Of course, but I really believe in the power of just reconnecting to yourself, trusting your intuition. I think one of the biggest struggles some of us face is that we have these sort of intuitive hits or like these gut instincts for what we want we just are too afraid or, you know, maybe it seems silly or we're embarrassed or whatever about what that is, you know, like I, like I said, my vision of traveling the world and and being this high powered executive seemed Mm -hmm. really silly at the time. But I guess part of that, sorry to interrupt you, but I guess part of that, I mean, a great point that you make is the fact that Yes, that that is sort you know was sort of your daydream, right? And even though you you may not um, be doing exactly that, or you know your life may not come to that, I just imagine now because you're a public speaker, right? You're a life coach, and and you're someone that can go to different locations to talk to people, to be a leader, you know, a thought leader, and how they could help benefit their life, right? And that's like what. I mean, that is part of what, you know, that dream is actually in part exactly. of being that high powered executive. And, and so, yeah, I think that is a great point. I often, you know, talk about uh, thinking of your childhood um, and what was it, um, regardless of whether that was a good or bad childhood in your own opinion, um, but what were the things as a kid that you found yourself doing all the time you know because as a kid I mean we do the things that we like if we if we are able to you know so if like you spent you know all the days outside you know in the garden helping your grandma because you were just looking at bugs the whole time and you just freaking loved being in that garden or you loved you know watching how the bugs walked or whatever I mean it's like well, um, you know, maybe you, you know, you want to do something that connects you more with nature or who knows you become, you know, uh, an entomologist or whatever the heck it is. Um, but if you think about what you sort of did naturally, you know, um, as a kid, um, that could help to point you in the right direction. And I think the daydreams that you talk about is, is also great, but yeah, I mean, I never thought about that way is that we all have these kind of like, 
I don't want to say they're pie in the sky dreams because, you know, Michael Jordan had a pie in the sky dream too, and he achieved it. Right. Or, you know, others have as well. And that doesn't, that doesn't uh, belittle anybody who has the same dream and doesn't achieve it at all. Not at all. Um, because, right. you know, to get anything in this friggin' life is, is such a combination of working your ass off and of luck and of yeah. right, right place, right time. That's just the reality of life, unfortunately. And things we, we know life is not fair. The world is not fair. Humans are not fair. You know, we're all animals just trying to survive and, eat our next meal and get our bit of shelter and to procreate. I mean, that's the bottom line of us, yeah. right? So you can imagine yeah. we have a lot of freaking conflicts between us. You just like, you know, yeah. lions in the jungle do. Um, yeah. So it's really freaking hard. Um, so, you know, that being said, don't beat yourself up about, you know, if you don't become the Michael Jordan, but you know, use, I mean, use the dreams, like you say, in order to find the parts of it that you can incorporate into your life. Even if you feel stuck in your current job or situation, I'm really curious to ask you, um, since you, you did briefly say you wouldn't recommend people do what you did. So <laughs> what, and did you mean, because you like said it was, you kind of made it an all or nothing thing. I mean, you just totally cut everything off and totally jumped off. And that's what made it more difficult, you're saying? Um, I think, it, what, I think what made it more difficult is I didn't have that vision. I didn't know where I was, what I, I didn't know what I wanted, right? Mm -hmm. I, I hadn't allowed myself that permission to have those daydreams for, for mm -hmm. years. You know, I sort of, when I left college, I had put all my eggs in the, the sort of traditional basket, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And, you know, 20 some years into enduring that and, and curating that and, and keeping that held together. Mm. I, it was like, I was invested in it in that, in that sense, but it, I hadn't allowed myself, like I said, that permission to, to daydream or to think that my daydreams were possible. I actually, in the same lines that I had had that vision about being a businesswoman, there were many times as a teacher when we would have, um, you know, either at teacher workshops or with student presenters or whatever we, and I would envision myself on a stage. And I thought, well, that doesn't even make sense because I'm a teacher and when will I ever have that opportunity? And so you were on a stage every day in that classroom, right? Oh yeah. And <laughs> that's so funny. People say that all the time. I'm like, that it's so different, but you're yeah, right. I different. was, but like, yeah. I think it's, it's, you know, for me, it's kind of four steps. Um, it, it's letting herself have the permission to have those visions, to have those daydreams. Um, and then, you know, so often I think that we base our happiness and, and I hate the word happy to be perfectly honest, because I think it's yeah. really sort of vanilla and generic, but we base our happiness on the things that we have. And I don't mean that in a materialistic way. It's, it's thoughts like, well, when I have, you know, the body that I want, the house that I want, the job that I want, when I have these things, oh, then I'll be happy and fulfilled. Um, but really, if we flip that, you know, on its head a little bit, um, if we can have that vision for what it is we want, and I don't care if it, how much it makes sense or not, but if you allow yourself a little bit of, of grace to, to play with that and ponder it and let it maybe be a potential reality. And then I always say, start by, you know, tapping into, well, I wonder what it would feel like to 
be that way and tap into the being like because really when we want to acquire all of these things and again not material things but we want to have whatever it's because we're seeking a feeling well let's flip that and let's find the feeling first and then take action to create the situations and the circumstances and then have the things we want to have so i was for example and I, I hate to use, well, we, we'll go with money. It's like, all right, okay. whatever you want. No, no, I, was just, not I, I, hate, I hate to use, I always hate to use body image because honestly, it, it like that whole thing drives me crazy, but it's just one we can, a lot of, at least women can relate to, but. Us guys people too. Say, people, okay. <laughs> but people I know say, it's certainly not forced upon us in this society, like right. it's forced upon you for sure. So yes, I understand. So we'll say things like when I have X amount of money, Mm-hmm. I will be able to do certain things that I want to do. And then I will be happy, right? So when I have, then I can do, and then I will be, but if you flip that over and say, well, okay, if, if it really is about the money, what do I want to feel when I have that? Cause that's what you're looking for. You're looking for a feeling. Do you want to feel, um, less stressed? Do you want to feel like life is more effortless? Do you want to, everybody says, I want to be happy. No, there's something else you're looking for. Right. Yeah. Find what you're like. I have more control. Right. And you have control. Right. I want to be in control. Right. Yeah. I want freedom. Right. Mm -hmm. Whatever that case may be, find that feeling and then start sort of becoming and embodying someone who has that, even if you don't, even if your current reality doesn't you know, reflect that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, somebody who has, like you talked about Michael Jordan, he didn't have the fame and the success. Mm -hmm. He first embodied and became someone who had those things, right? He became a hard worker and, you know, very driven. And he, he became an embodied and had became like, I keep saying became, he embodied that as who he was, which then afforded him the opportunities to do the things he needed to do, right? He needed to go to practice. He needed to do endurance training and strength training and all of that. And then he had the success and the results that he was looking for. And yeah. we can have that regular every day, you know, us regular people who aren't going to, you know, be NBA stars, we can have that same thing. I want financial freedom. Okay, well, somebody who has financial freedom, there is a certain level of responsibility to that. So what do I need to do to become that way? And then I will have it. Yeah, and I think a really key takeaway from what you're saying, which is great advice, is you know when you're looking for that feeling, there's a huge difference if you say to yourself, okay, I gotta be rich, right? I gotta make a million dollars this year. And- that's your goal. And that's what you spend your year trying to do versus I got to have financial freedom this year. Right. And that's your goal. And that's what you're trying to do, right? You can kill yourself for a year trying to make that million bucks and, and you may or may not do it. Right. Um, but if your goal instead is financial freedom, you can decide, 
Okay, well, uh, you know what? It's better I have one car instead of two car. Or you know what? I could, you know, move to this other place where the rent would be different. Or I can, um, you know, decide on Saturdays to do this extra gig, but I'll give up this other thing during the week that costs me money or whatever the hell it is. I'm just saying there's yeah. other there's other ways to reach your goal. At the end of the year, you may not have a million dollars. You may even have less money than what you started off with, but you could have financial freedom and you could have that feeling and therefore the happiness or fulfillment, right? And yes. the, and the the you know the, the less stress and all that stuff. You could have financial freedom and have that great feeling of that and have the same amount of money, right? Or less money or not, well, not be a millionaire. Or you might not even realize that your bank account might not have the million dollars in it that you thought your goal was. But I wonder if you looked back, did you save, like if you added up what you saved, right? By selling the extra car and having the lower rent, you might've hit the million dollars. It's just right. that it's in your bank, right? And then that's what, like you said, that's what gave you that feeling of financial freedom, of financial independence, of ease, you know, again, whatever that feeling is that yeah. you want to tap into. Yeah. So one thing I want to ask you about, since um, you have been in, you know, the education field for such a long time, and obviously that teaching, you know, or sharing knowledge, I would think must be some, a core value of yours or passion of yours or something that does, you know, satisfy you a bit. And that's why you continue on with life coaching, as opposed to like, you know, uh, I don't know, become banking, a, a ceramic maker or banking or whatever, <laughs> right? You know, it's like you you are still uh, educating, you're still passing on knowledge and so on, um, which is great. So thanks for doing that here on the show today. Um, so I'm curious uh, that transition from you know, you, you use the word enduring, and I don't think mm -hmm. it was only enduring the teaching, you know, or that job, but probably much more about, you know, what that life was for you that you said was fine. Um, but who the hell wants fine, right? Since right. You know, we have such a short amount of time here. Um, and I know you decided to take the, the big step, you know, just jump off of it. Um, so how um, today, um, how do you feel now in comparison to before? Um, now that it seems like you're doing some of your core, you know, desires, but just in, a, in a different way, um, that obviously I guess, I guess you, you prefer and you, you like more. So what is that different feeling? Cause I would like our listeners out there to realize that, you know, if things are fine, you could actually have a different feeling than fine. You know, it'll take work and effort or transition or, or you know, yeah. um, or other yeah. things, but, uh, there is another feeling out there besides just fine. Right. That's a great question. I, 